Hey, this is Tyler Crook, and you're listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box. Thinking outside the long box family, I'm here with Aaron Duran, and we're going to be talking a little bit about his book, Bru- Season of the Season Bruja. of the Bruja. Yeah. So it's with Oni Press, too? Yeah, it's from Oni Press, yep. Is this your first big work in comics, or...? So I've done a couple of things, like I co-wrote an issue of Lazarus with Greg Rucka. Okay. Uh, I've done a couple of the chair, like some of the anthologies in Image. Sure. Um, I did some of the Black Ops 4 comics. Which was a lot of yeah. fun, but this one is like the first one that's like it's all me. Cool. Yeah. Well, not all me, also Sarah, but like yeah. you know my my concept and stuff like that. Nice. Yeah, yeah I want to say that like I did this by myself. I I did not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I that would be impressive, but it's impressive either way. Yeah. No. Yeah. And Sarah's amazing. She's a fantastic artist. What got you? Uh, I it's a different kind of the side. We interview a lot more artists typically, straight up artists. But how did you get into the writing side of things? Um, that's what I've always loved to do. Just love like, to be a writer. Even, yeah, I mean, even as like a little kid, I used to like write really dorky scripts for my action figures. Yeah. So you know, like He Man would team up with Optimus and take on the Cobra Terror Drone. I understand that too. I'm, I'm totally dating myself now too, by the way. That's where I'm from. <laughs> yeah, but so like that's how it all started. Yeah. Like I was telling stories that way. I was always reading, and then I just started writing and like never stopped. That's cool, man. Yeah. How is it different writing for a comic book format? Because I assume there's like. Are you writing with like a direction of the artwork you see a little bit in your head, or are you just kind of like, I know I want this to happen, you do whatever you want? Yeah, yeah, or? no, I get what you're saying. So I kind of see, I used to do a lot of uh, like film and stuff, so I still see that way, like in my mind's eye, it's always a camera. Yeah, yeah. So even my scripts, when I have a panel description, I'll be like wide shot, yeah. head and shoulder shot, like, because, uh, you know. Sure. But for the most part, like, I'll give like a description of what I panel what I want it to be but unless I have like a specific thing that needs to be seen sure I would rather have the artist interpret on their own because that's what they're good at yeah you know I will I will trust the artist in darn near everything I think 98% of the time like with Sarah she's like what do you think about this panel I said it's great yeah or if she'll come back to me with like and, and any artists I've worked with in the past too they're like look I like this but I'm looking at my layout do you mind if we swap like, can we put this third panel as panel one? I think yeah. it'll make sense visually. And I'm like, yeah, do it. Because they think visually, I don't. I mean, I can envision it, but, like, sure. that's their world. And, yeah, you know, that- and they're equal storytellers. So. Exactly. Comics is an infusion of the, the written and the, and the illustrated, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, sure. the, one or the other, it's kind of not as good as it could be, you know, for sure. No, and, like, I, I tell people, like, even though I'm a, like, I'm a writer, so I'm always drawn to the writing first of any comic. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm the first to admit that, like, if the writing's okay but the art is great, I'll finish the book. Yeah. If the writing's really good but, like, the art makes it hard to read... Eh, I may not come back. Yeah. You know? No, art can derail you heavily if it's not mm-hmm. done right. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's cool, man. What, uh, we don't want you to, like, give too much away. I want people to go actually read it, but what was kind of the inspiration behind the story? Um, a lot of it is, like, me pulling from my own stories that, like, my mom or my abuela would tell to me. Sure. Like, they would tell me all the, like, weird, like, creepy Mexican myths and stuff like that, but then, I, but yeah. then not understand. And like, I got the same thing, bro. Yeah, they'd have me like, I get to stay up late and watch the classic Universal monster movies with them and stuff. And then they wonder when I was a teenager, like, you know, my, my abuela was like, Mijo, why are you into such dark stuff? What are the stories you told me? I didn't say any of that. I was like, you used to tuck me in and say, like, keep your feet in or El Kukui's going to bite your toes off. I would never have said that. Yeah. yeah okay. 
It sounds like we have the same parentage. It's funny as hell. <laughs> yeah. My mom doesn't even remember beating. She was, she was like, remember that time when you were beating me with the belt and it slipped out of your hand and the buckle hit me in the face and split my head open? She's like, that never happened. I was like, you, you're making things up. <laughs> so it's a lot of that, you know, and there's a lot of the stuff like, and I think this is a like an issue that happens to not just like a lot of Mexican-American kids, but I think a lot of kids that are like, of you know, two backgrounds. Yeah, yeah. Um, you never feel completely whole in either. So you're trying to find your place in the world. Um, even more so when you're someone like me who was not taught Spanish growing up. For various reasons, like my family just didn't want to teach me Spanish. I think it's the whole, like, when you're second or third generation, they want you to assimilate perfectly. I get you. Yeah. And then it became the weird thing. Now, you go to visit family, and they talk to you in Spanish, and you look at them like, uh, I don't understand yeah. you. <laughs> and they look at you like, oh. So it's it's that weird feeling growing up. And that's something that Althalia deals I with in the book. I have the exact situation, so I understand it. Yeah. And that's the same thing. I family yeah. reunions. I can't understand a word. I'm like. I've gotten a lot better. Like, I've been teaching myself. Um so basically, my mom can't tell secrets around me anymore. Yeah. You know, that was the other thing, too. Like, what's the only way we could plan your Christmas present without you knowing? I always knew she was talking about me. It's like, El Gordo, I'm like, what you say, mother? <laughs> Don't you just love our terms of endearment? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're so mean. They're like, no, no, I love you. Yeah. You know, hey, Feo, come here. All right. <laughs> you call me Pendejo, mom. I don't like it. Yeah. Although growing up, up until I was like 10 years old, a lot of my friends thought Mijo, uh, Mijo was my nickname. Oh, yeah. So on the playground, I'd hear, hey, Mijo! And finally, I was like, guys, it's not my nickname. Like, <laughs> it's really weird when you call me that. You know? Which didn't help. Then, like, I'm in high school, they'll be in down the hallway, Mijo! Like, oh, <laughs> God damn it. You know? Hey, you know, it led to, uh, it led to writing comics, you know? So, it did, and I would also threaten them that if they kept it up, they weren't allowed to come over for food anymore. All of it, you know, it's a big piece. That's a big threat. That shot them up fast. Yeah. No more fresh tacos for them. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool, man. The book looks great Thank uh, you. from the outward. Obviously, we haven't dug into it too much, but we'll pick up a few copies and see where it's heading. Absolutely. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, thanks again for spending time with us today. We don't want to keep you going. but Oh, yeah. Sure. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Anybody, uh, where can people reach out and uh, get a get in contact with you if they want to or read your, find the book? So you can find the book at all kind of the major booksellers right now. Yeah. Um, I know that the trade, the volume, the first trade sold out at the distributor within like three weeks. So I don't know how, how many comic book shops still have it. Okay. But like traditional bookstores, like Barnes & Noble have them. Like cool. you can go to Amazon. They've got them. So you can find them there. I think if you go to onipress.com, they may have held a couple back. Yeah. But they might be out too. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. Is or, your, uh, or find me at the show this weekend. Yeah. Is your artist happen to be here or not? No, not she lives in Barcelona. That's pretty far. It's pretty far. Uh, it's probably going to be hard to get the writer and artist signature on We're this trying, one. man. We're trying to convince Oni, like, hey, fly her out for San Diego. Yeah. You know, um, she's on tour. She's doing a lot of shows in Europe right now because this got a, right around when issue two came out, we got approached to do the Spanish language version in Spain. So there's a version available in Spain now in Mexico that's nice. in Spanish. And she's doing the tour over in Europe for all that and stuff. That's cool. All right, man, great. It was, like I said, it was awesome talking to you. Thanks Thank so you so much. much. I had a good time. Thanks for reaching out, too. It's cool. Yeah, for sure. I've been right. doing a podcast for so long, so I know what it's like to like reach out and try to book interviews and stuff. Yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, I just lose my voice to talk to people. <laughs> All right, again, man. Well, people, this has been thinking outside the log box. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you guys later. Bye. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Got all tuned tied at the end. Sure.
sure to join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, and YouTube for behind-the-scenes information and more content! Thinking Outside the Long Box is a Baron Space production! Ah!